This is Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WVXU. I'm Lucy May. People working to restore dignity to an overgrown cemetery in West Price Hill have new information to advance their cause. The former cemetery known as Potter's Field straddles Gurley Road. Part of the property is now Rapid Run Park, and part of it is a hillside covered in honeysuckle and brambles. As many as 20,000 people could be buried there. A grant from the National Park Service funded archaeological mapping of the site, which occurred late last year. Joining me now to discuss what that mapping found and possible next steps in creating a plan for the future of Potter's Field, our Cincinnati Parks Director, Jason Barron. Welcome, Jason. Hello. Cincinnati Parks Natural Resources Division Manager, Crystal Courtney. Thanks for being here, Crystal. My pleasure. The person leading the Potter's Field Initiative for Price Hill Will, Mike Morgan. Welcome back, Mike. Good afternoon. And Archaeological Research Institute Director of Public Archaeology, Rachel Sharkey. Thanks for being here, Rachel. My pleasure. You can join the conversation by calling 513-419-7100 or emailing talk at wvxu.org. Mike, I want to start with you. Can you start out giving us a brief history of Potter's Field, how long it was used as a cemetery, and and how did it end up in this condition? So the city bought it in 1852, and people were buried there until 1981. And in that period of time, there was approximately 20,000 people that were buried in Potter's Field. And when we say approximate, it is definitely approximate, because first of all, all the records before 1890 were burned. And secondly, uh, a lot of the record keeping after that was just shoddy. Mm. But it's a lot of people. And not only do we not have names for everybody or even know a total number, but one of the things that was a big catalyst for this uh, grant project is that we don't even have really good cemetery boundaries. We weren't sure where people were and were not buried. And we know a lot more about that now, but you know, the fact that you don't even know which part of a cemetery is a cemetery is one of the problems facing Potter's Field. Yeah. And Crystal, tell us about Cincinnati Park's approach to this area in recent years. How has the department been managing the land, knowing that there could be, you know, thousands of people buried there? So largely since the beginning of this site being turned over to Cincinnati Parks for Management, um, there were no resources allocated that were asked for at the very beginning, which was essentially a tractor and a full-time employee to help keep the area mowed. Mm. And so without that, the area was agreed to be allowed to grow naturally. Um, And unfortunately in our region, natural regeneration typically leads to invasive species growth. So there we have a whole lot of honeysuckle um, and with that, we've had various volunteer organizations that have stepped in to, you know, really kind of beat back the honeysuckle along Gurley Road, but no large land management efforts have taken place there at all. Um, aside from that, there's been interpretive hikes that have been held there, led by uh, our park board's Explore Nature team, just to kind of tell the history. But aside from that, just natural regeneration largely. Yeah. And you mentioned when Cincinnati Parks took over the site. That was in the early 1980s, wasn't it? It's been a while ago. Yes, ma'am. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, Rachel, tell us about the archaeological assessment of the site that the Archaeological Research Institute conducted last year. First, tell us how was this testing done? So there were a number of uh, methods that we utilized in order to assess the property as a cemetery. Um, unfortunately, it's not like what you see on CSI or Bones, where you can look into the ground and see exactly what is there mm. and have a definitive answer. So we had to utilize a lot of different methods that 
um, we could compile together to get a best the, our best picture of what is going on under the ground in these areas. So one of the methods that we utilized was what we call pedestrian survey, where we walk the site and look for evidence on the surface. Um, as Crystal mentioned, and we've been talking about, it's very overgrown. So that wasn't exactly the most beneficial, but we were able to note areas where um, there are uh, gravestones or markers on the surface. So mm -hmm. we would like to you know, note that those are present uh, north of Gurley Road. But um, we also wanted to uh, check the area that is being utilized as Rapid Run Park. So based off of the historical records that Mike has compiled, um, it was suspected that this area also um, extended into <clears throat> the cemetery area. Uh, so then we utilize things that we call geophysical. And that's what, again, where you're looking into the ground and you're trying to interpret the, basically the blobs that you see there. And so um, it's a train. You have to have uh, special training in order to do this. Uh, the results that we saw indicated that there is the, a possible presence of graves in that area. Um, we also utilized um, what is colloquially called uh, cadaver dogs. Uh, to um, assess the areas for the presence of human remains. Um, they've been used in forensic contexts for a number of years. They've, they've, they're being applied to archaeological contexts, meaning you know, remains that are much, much older. And so uh, we also ran these dogs over the areas where we we're doing the geophysical survey in order to uh, basically do a checks and balances. And so the dogs also indicated that it's, there's a high probability that there are graves in these areas. Gotcha. And when you say these areas, you mean in what is now Rapid Run Park. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Jason, what was the Parks Department's reaction to those findings? Were, were you all surprised by that? I can't say we were surprised. Um, you know, this is an area that, you know, historically was a cemetery. And um, one of the fascinating things is that over the years, different folks that sat in these same chairs and did Cincinnati Edition decades ago, um, made different decisions about what these would become. And so, you know, at one point, um, one of the more interesting things to see that, that some of Mike's research has shown is some of the photos, like the aerial photography over the same site from back across the decades. And what you see is that there were definitely cleared areas and non-cleared areas. Some of them follow some of the lines we can kind of approximate today. Um, and then folks generations ago decided to develop part of the park or develop part of the cemetery into what is now Rapid Run Park. Um, one of the interesting things of this is we did find, we did kind of confirm that, that is likely. Um, and so now the question is kind of, what do we do to try to make sure that we, we now knowing that information are respectful for it, maybe more so even than they were when they decided to make it a park. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's kind of a big question that I don't think anybody's got a, a, a super great answer on, but, but we want to now take that information and use it to kind of better define how we're going to treat the area, how we're going to be respectful of the area, and and kind of inform how we make some decisions moving forward. Mm. I want to Good. remind our listeners, uh, we're talking about planning the future of the former cemetery known as Potter's Field. You can join the conversation by calling 513-419-7100 or emailing talk at wvxu.org. Sorry, Mike, did you want to chime in there? Oh, no. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of break some of what both Jason and Rachel said down. Um, because if, if you're out there and, and you don't really have a familiarity with what we're talking about from a site standpoint, you may not understand clearly what exactly has kind of been discovered. And what we found with this project is that probably about 
half of the area that we call Potter's Field Cemetery has never had burials in it. But about half of the original cemetery is actually what we call the northern part of Rapid Run Park and has been treated just like a park since the 30s. So what happened in that area in Rapid Run is that in the 30s, it was transferred from the, uh, being a cemetery to the Parks Department. And the Parks Department seems to have just gone in with backhoes and disturbed a lot of the land and really just kind of pretended that there was no cemetery there. So that's... And you're saying that's what happened in the 30s when this... When in the, the 30s was and 40s, correct. Yeah, nobody alive today or involved with any policy right. today has anything Jason's to do with fault. it. Yeah. Is not, this is clearly... This is not Jason's fault. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it does mean that uh, over generations, people didn't even know that this was cemetery. And if we we kind of look through the historic records and we piece together when they started using parts of the cemetery versus other parts of the cemetery, it could be as many as 10,000 people that are buried in what's Rapid Run Park. Mm. And Mike, talk about why knowing this information is so important to to Price Hill Will and, and the people of West Price Hill who, who care a whole lot about this site. I mean, I've heard you talk about this in, in terms of, of dignity. Yeah. I mean, first of all, the, the site that is we call Potter's Field Cemetery, this whole approach that was taken to let it be natural in 1981, you know, as Crystal explained, means that we have a site that's really just overgrown. It's not respectful to the people that are buried there. And it's not, uh, you know, it's an eyesore to the community. So there are the concerns, number one, that human beings with a base level of dignity. And I think that involves at least recognizing where a cemetery is, recognizing where people have been buried and, you know, not developing things there, uh, not doing things that are overtly disrespectful. Secondarily, I would love to see a long-term plan for how that portion of the cemetery that's overgrown is restored in some capacity to something that's not an eyesore and is not disrespectful to the people that are interred there. And is that something Price Hill Will is looking at, too? I mean, is that why you're so involved in this with Price Hill Will? Uh, well, this is something, this is a project that I took to Price Hill Will. So, you know, I kind of work with Price Hill Will just on uh, a, a kind of project-by-project project basis. But they are definitely committed to wanting to see this area improved and also making that improvement part of a bigger plan to connect Dunham Recreation Area to Rapid Run Park. And when you look at those two places on an aerial map, you can see that it's, it's pretty crazy that they're not connected. But when you drive it uh, by virtue of the way Gurley Road runs, uh, and where Rapid Run runs, you know, you don't get a sense of how close Dunham and Rapid Run Park are. But in reality, Dunham abuts Potter's Field, which abuts Rapid Run. So it's it's really part of a, a bigger, broader strategy for better utilizing all of that area. So it's, it's both about being respectful to the people that are buried in the cemetery. It's also about just better utilizing the space for the community. 
We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. And later in the program, we'll discuss the Midwest's indie publishing scene. This is Cincinnati Edition. This is Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WVXU. I'm Lucy May. We're talking about the future of a former cemetery in West Price Hill that's known as Potter's Field. My guests are Cincinnati Parks Director Jason Barron, Cincinnati Parks Natural Resources Division Manager Crystal Courtney, the person leading the Potter's Field Initiative for Price Hill Will, Mike Morgan, and Archaeological Research Institute Director of Public Archaeology Rachel Sharkey. You can join the conversation by calling 513 419 100 or emailing talk at wvxu.org. We did get an email from Holly, and Holly emailed this question. So it sounds like there would be graves under the road, possibly. Rachel, is that something you all can even detect? I mean, Gurley Road. I, I don't. I don't know how long it's been there. Is that something you all considered in your in your mapping of this site? Uh, we definitely did not look at Gurley Road or do any survey on it. Um, I also am not familiar when that road was installed, but I believe Mike might have that answer. But um, depending on when it was installed, there is the possibility. But like I said, Mike might have a better answer for that. Gurley Road actually predates the cemetery. So the original plot of it had Gurley Road going through it. So it's been paved and it's been expanded, but there are not bodies under Gurley Road. We can say that confidently. Rachel, archaeologically speaking, what are the recommendations for how to proceed with with development or other activity on this on this site? Now, Mike mentioned that there's been talk of of better connecting Rapid Run Park with Dunham Recreation Center. Archaeologically speaking, what 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 do you all recommend at this point in terms of how to proceed? Yeah, so uh, we we were brought in by Mike and Price Hill Will in order to provide recommendations. Um, we are here to um, facilitate um, the, the information that we uh, gained by doing their surveys. And so what we are recommending is that, you know, it, it does appear that there is a, a very high potential of graves being in the in that area north of Gurley Road in, within Rapid Run Park. Um, our number one recommendation is if there are, is any ground disturbance in the park or in that air, uh, area north of the park, then uh, we you know, proceed with caution. Uh, we don't want to accidentally disturb anybody. And I know that the park and the community doesn't want that as well. Yeah. Jason, what what are some next steps? I mean, what do you expect will or, or won't happen with, with Potter's Field and Rapid Run Park? And and how quickly can any of these decisions be made? I know you're juggling a lot of a lot of things at the Parks Department. Well, the most important thing is that we've gained a lot of knowledge about this. This is something that has been um, this community um, question, I guess, for a little bit since the Parks Department and the city took it back over in 1981 um, and, and allowed it to go back into this natural state. Um, but then learning that there's actually the cemetery extended into Rapid Run Park is a huge piece of new knowledge for us. But it's also some limited knowledge. And so um, if you look at the maps that will be posted to our website before too long and that we're in all these reports, we, we studied four very distinct and small areas. And some of the areas we couldn't even get to because of different conditions while we were looking for this. So we've gained knowledge, but we still have a lot more to learn. And so some of the next steps that we've been talking to Mike um, and Price Hill Will about is potentially doing like a real estate survey to look kind of historically what what can we learn about the boundaries of what might have been the cemetery or the boundaries of what might not have been? And then overlaying that with what we learned with these surveys along with some of the aerial photography I referred to earlier to really more 
more more uh, clearly define that, right? And to, to further our knowledge. But beyond that, I think the biggest thing for us is that this allows us to know what not to do, right? And so I want to emphasize when we talk about development, we're not going to develop any areas like this. The decisions that were made by past generations um, are not ones we're going to carry forward. So in some of these areas, there might be a walking path that's concrete or a playground nearby or um, some other installations. Well, we're not going to do anything else like that. Any sort of repair. In fact, in the middle of some of this area, there's like a manhole cover. There's clearly like a, a sewer system that went through there. Um, anytime we would have to do any repairs to that, we're going to be super careful and super limited in that scope. We're also not going to add any new elements to there. I think if, as you look at this area, this might be an area that could be a great spot for like a reflection area, some sort of a memorialization. I think one of the biggest things we can do to pay respect and, and, and to offer dignity to these individuals that have been buried there is to tell that story and tell the story of, I mean, you think about how we treat um, folks that died today versus in the past, to tell that story of these folks that, that might have been at a, at a hospital for tuberculosis or that might have been, um, you know, passed away and their families didn't have the resources to bury them um, in a different cemetery, to tell that story and to try to memorialize. There has been a ton of work done to know some of the names of the folks that have, have been buried there. We'd love to tell that story both online and then potentially with some sort of a, like, signage or um, or other ways to kind of confer this air to kind of like consecrate this area and kind of let folks know and, and reflect while they're there what what happened before. Yeah. Will any assets have to be moved within the park? I mean, was did was there any feeling that oh that's you know too close for comfort where we where we think there are human remains? Well, any movement of assets will also be a disturbance of the ground, and I think one of the things that Rachel's let us know is that. Um, this might not be that deep into the ground. Mm. And so we really want to avoid that at all costs and make sure that we are being very intentional and very um, circumspect when deciding if we want to move anything or, or take anything. So that's something we'll be looking at over the coming years, but something that we're not going to rush into and we'll be very careful with. Crystal, will this change the way Parks manages this resource in any way? I mean, I know you, it's you, it's not like a windfall of money came to help mm -hmm. deal with the overgrown part of this site, but has, is this new information going to change the way you all approach this in any way? So we've been very hesitant to do any work within what we, what we knew was Potter's Field until we had the survey complete. Uh, there are several very active volunteer organizations in West Price Hill that are interested in doing, you know, invasive species management and things of that nature, like as Mike mentioned, that might bring a little more dignity and just um, beautification to that area overall. So those are things that we would look into. Again, that would be, you know, boots on the ground, hand tools, um, you know, no equipment of any sort. Uh, but we have that potential. We do manage 5,000 acres across the entire city. Um, and this being a very special site would have to have very spe special considerations built around it. And so where Jason pointed that we have, you know, some very definitive steps to take forward with regards to a, a, a more detailed survey, um, that larger land management plan for the site would come after that. And you mentioned no heavy equipment. My understanding is that's important because if you brought some big, you know, land mover or something or, or you know, big heavy equipment to pull out those weeds, you could really disturb graves that are very close to the surface, couldn't you? Yeah, there are definitely tools that you can use, uh, forestry mulchers that you can attach to a bobcat that would quickly clear that area. Uh, but from our understanding, the... Um, the, the grave sites could be as shallow as, you know, a few feet. So 
we don't want to do anything to disturb the area any further, um, both for our, ourselves and for the folks that are there um, and just for the dignity of, of the site and the city as a whole. And that's really the value of this knowledge that gave us is that where before we knew that north of Gurley Road, that was definitely former cemetery. And so we had an ability to make some decisions there. Now we know that on the other side of Gurley Road, there also is this potential. And so it's going to change how we do that and make sure that we are even more intentional. Um, but to Crystal's point, we have invasive species problems throughout 5,000 acres of Cincinnati parks. And so, um, you know, this this was just one more area that we need to kind of come up with a plan for and try to slowly beat that back. Mm. And Jason, does this change any plans that you that you had for that area? We talked about the possible connection of, of Rapid Run Park and Dunham Recreation Center. I mean, how, how does this inform or, or change that plan? Well, so there are plans ongoing from like the Department of Transportation to add in some shared use paths that would connect that, that would more closely follow the road. Um, Cincinnati Parks doesn't have any plans for that. It's more the community that's looking for some help with this. And again, this level of information is going to allow us to interact with the community and continue that planning effort, but to do so in a more deliberate in a more respectful way to make sure that whatever those plans are, there's something that we get a lot of community buy-in for and that we we kind of proceed in an appropriate um, path. We do have a caller on the line. Bob, thank you so much for your question. Can you ask it quickly because we're running out of time? Yeah, I just wondered if they couldn't uh, use your experience in dealing with Washington Park uh, to uh, this uh, rapid run park situation. Thank you very much. Oops. And Jason, are you looking to what the Parks Department did in Washington Park to kind of inform this work? I do not know a, a ton of specifics about Washington Park. I do believe that was a smaller cemetery and um, certainly had been a fully developed park for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I believe there there was some movement that happened that would not be something we'd be contemplating here. Again, 20,000 bodies is a much different in, in pure scope that we're looking at. Sure. And it's it's a cemetery. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Washington Park was different because they moved the majority of bodies out when they turned it into a park. So that's very different from what happened with Rapid Run. Um, it remained a cemetery. It just got called something different and uh, treated differently. Mm. Uh, one other thing to mention about the future, Lucy, is that the final part of this grant project that has not been completed yet is the National Register Historic designation of the area. So uh, Beth Sullerberger is working on that, and hopefully by the end of this year, we're going to have it on the National Register, and that's going to open up additional federal money. Okay. Well, I've been talking to Cincinnati Parks Director Jason Barron, Cincinnati Parks Natural Resources Division Manager Crystal Courtney, the person leading the Potter's Field Initiative for Price Hill Will, Mike Morgan, and Archaeological Research Institute Director of Public Archaeology, Rachel Sharkey. Up next, we'll hear about the Midwest's indie publishing scene. This is Cincinnati Edition.